Okay, here we go. So, yeah. Hello, podcast. We're talking about Titanic. Being overrated and timelessly so. I'm just saying there's plenty of room on the door for Well, that door, is so. a universally known fact that that was a huge mistake. Yeah. Huge, huge. Um, I remember seeing and I, Titanic. And I just remember seeing way more of what's her name than I ever Kate needed Winslet. to see in my life. So, Can you imagine? Because that was like her breakout role. And she was nominated for the Oscar. And so was the woman that played her, the, the later version of her. It's been 84 so, years. So both of them. Who you never heard of again. Got, that was the first time ever that uh, two actresses nominated for an Oscar for the same role in the same film. Kind of amazing. Well, neither, neither one won, won. But, Leo yeah. didn't win either. Nobody eventually did. It took him till Long 2015. Time. The the Revenant. Yep. I didn't see that movie. Did not. I know that he got attacked by a bear. He did. Spoiler alert. Um, it's kind of in the trailer. That's so what it's it not takes to win an Oscar. Get mauled by a bear. <laughs> yeah. uh, I remember seeing kind that. Of the movie. point of the movie, isn't it? I mean, wasn't it? Does he try to escape a bear? I guess. That's the whole so, point I mean, of the movie. Was, all the posters and trailers were all him and a bear. Him and a bear. It's so. a buddy cop movie. And it wasn't Baloo, which would have been really cool. Right. That's the so. movie I want to see. Anyway, what are we talking about? Live action Jungle Book was actually better than I expected. I have not seen that, but I, I know that it would be garbage. Uh, it was actually pretty good. produced it, and usually everything he does is good. And Christopher Walken. No. Uh, oh, who's Christopher Walken? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I just remember him being, his voice being in. I'm like, what? That's not it. That's crazy. But I can't was... remember the name of the guy that produces all these great things. He's done The Mandalorian, and he's been in all the Marvel films. John Favreau. John Favreau, yeah. yeah. Who's just actually brilliant. You know, have you ever and, seen Chef? I have not. I, I heard some people talking about it, but I just can't get past him from Rudy. That's you know that will always be my image. He's so little. Him, so. <laughs> kind of amazing. That's the best line in that movie. He's yeah. so little. <laughs> oh man, good times. I'm often quoted, "What's a lapsed Catholic to do?" So. <laughs> Rudy's a great movie. Whether so you're a Notre Dame fan or not, yeah. Sean Astin. Why not? If you like football, if you like uh, underdog stories, if you like hobbits. <laughs> Table. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Don't hit the table. Well, at least it's on the microphone, not on the computer the way it was before. I'm so. even surprised that I threw that out there because I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Really? Doesn't appeal Any to me. Any of them. Doesn't appeal to I, me. I saw the the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one stuck with me more than the others. but Well, actually, that's not true because they kind of blend together in my mind. It's really like one movie over yeah, the yeah, yeah. installments, like an 87-hour movie. Uh I have not seen The Hobbit, any never of the Hobbit movies. So any of the Hobbits. Were there three of those two? I have no idea. I've never seen. I saw the first Harry Potter too, and it was a torture. I, which is weird because I like like fantasy things like that, but those things I just. I've never seen into. any of the Harry Potter movies when they came out or when. Is the, it Harry Potter. If I did it, was <laughs> uh, Betty Potter. Betty Potter. So anyway, uh, as Don't be a better Betty when Potter. that came out, when the book came out, we. You know, as parents, we were pretty opposed to it and kept our kids from it. Eventually, kind of changed our position on that. Didn't watch the movies for that reason. Uh, the kids all, I think all the kids have seen them probably. Uh, maybe not Gabriel because he doesn't care. Um, Emma has not, for sure. But uh, Suzanne, my sister-in-law, like big, big fan of the books and the movies. But there is a there's a powerful story of good and evil in there. Right. And, I can get um, the concept. My, my issue is largely with... Wizardry, um, that and uh, with just interviews that J.K. Rowling did and didn't dig that. However, well, now everyone hates she, her, so. right? And for the and now I actually appreciate her more. But but she, you know, did say at one point, if you if you're familiar with the scriptures at all, you pretty much know how the story's going to end. You know, mm-hmm. 
which reminded me of C.S. Lewis talking about, you know, which I think was overplayed when he basically was saying that the Chronicles of Narnia were not, it was not an allegory. Mm-hmm. It's totally an allegory. But uh, that said, so this is, these are hero stories. And all my heroes, everything I believe is heroic is wrapped up in Christ. And right. so we see this in the scriptures. That's a paraphrase, not a quote. But um, anyhow, that there's so much that goes on. And, and we find, I think, at least I, I did, and I think we all find that our parenting evolves, right? Mm. And so, you know, things that, like, we were hardcore about not letting the kids watch uh, Power Rangers because it's the oh, you know, Power powers of the crystals and all that. And some of that was, as we were talking about, I think in something to rant about before we got on here, maybe we were on the, the family backstage pass uh, live stream. But <clears throat> as we were... You have um, to pay for that. Yeah, and all of a sudden nobody shows up. So <laughs> we have the best price. Uh, we have all the words. But all of the things, just like with the hmm, little internet well, jumble there. Since we're still live. Yeah, jump, Hope we back, are. jump back. I apologize for any technical Lands skipping that goes on. Uh, so, anyway, you know, we were talking about movies that, that they just don't play the same. You know, because they're kind of part of a cultural moment. You look at, you know, like Bing Crosby won the Oscar for uh, Going My Way. Does he win the Oscar for that in any other era? Maybe, maybe not. It, was that his best role? Uh, maybe, maybe not. But it was it was that time during World War II that this was the, it was the setting. Uh, you know, It's a Wonderful Life. If that were made today, would that have the same impact? If you remake It's a Wonderful Life, I will come for you. Nobody touched that. <laughs> With Leonardo DiCaprio? No. Yeah. No. And Kate Winslet. Uh, <laughs> Kate Winslet cannot so. be uh, Donna Reed. <laughs> she, <or whatever. laughs> maybe she could. She turns out she's a pretty good actress. But anyhow, as as you look at all these things, it changes with the moment. And, and so our parenting evolves also because times are different. Things things change. The standards should not change, but how they manifest themselves do. And so when we're talking about discipline, which we're talking about in today's podcast, uh, there there's a reason. Well, Length is also part of the reason that it didn't spend a lot of time in the details of exactly how to parent in every situation, mm-hmm. because I don't know your situation, you know, right. and the Lord does. And he gives us principles that are applicable across the board, across time in every family, in every situation. But he leaves it to us in our a connection with him and prayer and the following the guidance of the Holy Spirit to apply the wisdom that we find in the scriptures and so as we um as we go through this the the core reality the main idea that we talked about on sunday and and really drives i think the conversation today is that parents who love their children what is going on with the live stream here we're doing too much i guess we're kind of of struggling a little bit here i'm gonna have to have a little conversation with our pals at comcast come on now Sorry if you're experiencing any lags. We're still connected here. <laughs> the computers are doing fine. It's yeah. the yeah, it, it's a Comcast issue, so we're gonna have to have a little chat. Anyhow, it's a discipline Comcast. <laughs> that's right. But parents who love their children prioritize discipline as a vital expression of love, and I think that's the 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 thing that we really need to come away from this with is we can discuss, and there's a longer discussion about how to go about that. Maybe we'll talk about some of those things today, but when we prioritize our kids' self-esteem, we prioritize how they feel, we prioritize how we feel, because Mm -hmm. let's be honest, disciplining is hard. 
You know, there's whatever is going on when we when we are trying to train kids, that's work. Right. We're trying to correct them when there's a, an attitude issue we need to get right. That's work. It's hard. It's just easier to ignore things and let it go. Truth. But that is not love. Love doesn't do that. Love speaks truth all the time. And so when we do this um, as 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 parents, when we recognize that our primary job, our, our key role, the primary purpose of parenting is discipleship, to, right. to raise fully formed lovers of God, then we approach everything through that. So our, our, uh, our approach to discipline proactively and reactively, if we're talking about the instructional discipline or the correctional discipline, we, we recognize that that's all part of this bigger goal of helping our kids understand how life works to connect, as we talk about here, connect the realities of God, the reality of God to the realities of life. And so when we see how all of this stuff works together, that's our discipling. That's that's developing uh, the understanding of who God is, understanding of who we are and how those things work together so that our kids can become fully formed worshipers of God. Well, like you said, it's hard. <laughs> Amen. Um, and there's a difference between and and. I mess this up all the time because when I, the, <clears throat> there's a difference between being annoyed and being angry with your child and reprimanding mm. them for something and actually disciplining. So let's set the table a little bit. Okay. You're a single mom. I am a, I am a single young mom. Young son. Four years old. I'm an old dude, now a grandfather, five kids, one still at home, the other four all married now. Uh, three of my kids have children and one still waiting on that. Um, so we're at different stages. We've seen different things. And I've seen something. <laughs> yeah. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. So anyway, as we're doing that, that's kind of the setting the stage <laughs> right. for where we're at. Right. But that doesn't change anything about the reality of God's word. And right. so back to what you were saying as far as the you know the difficulties in, in figuring these things out. You said you get so much wrong, which is true for every single one of us. So. Well, I mean, my, my son is four. And he's, you know, 90% of the time, a sweet little angel baby. Highly entertaining. He is highly entertaining. It's a highly entertaining age. It is. Yeah. He's a goof. He is a goof. But that 10% of the time, I want to, you know, smack him upside the head. Um, and it's, you know, even when he's doing something that I know requires discipline, and I get there eventually, it's very difficult for me when I'm tired or trying to do something or trying to keep the house clean or trying to do whatever <laughs> to say, don't do this. Then he does it. It's very difficult for me not to be like, I lose my cool when that's not helping anybody. I don't want to be the yelly mom that does, you know, that's not accomplishing anything. Um, so that is, that's is, a really good point. The, the, you know, and well said to be the yelly mom. That's not really how you want to be remembered <laughs> right, necessarily. Right. So, and it is a strong temptation to, it is. to say, when you're, you I know, want, and, and even more so, and this is for another part of the conversation, perhaps even more so uh, in a divided home when, when you're divorced and you're co-parenting, I think is the term we use now when we're talking about this divided time, that's extra hard. Well, Shoot, without getting too much into it. I mean, I have I have custody of my child, so he's with me 99% of the time. But that also makes discipline harder because, yeah. you know, I, and I struggle with this deeply, like 
guilt for being having to be the quote unquote bad guy. Right. Um, you know, neither and, and neither parent wants right. to do that. Right. And when you're in the primary physical custody position, right. you've got the majority of right. the time and right. the majority and of I that understand. Of I'm not trying to bash anybody in the opposite situation, including my own former spouse. Uh, if I only had my child, you know once every other weekend, I would probably want to do as much fun stuff with them as possible True, too. Right. I would want to, you know, get them toys Who and would, go here. That, right. That, I think that's a normal so thing, but it doesn't make it easier for the parent that does have to be with their, with their kids, you know, most of the time. And, you know, these are the rules and this is what you need to do. And this is the direction we're going in and, you know, essentially lay down the law. And, you know, especially as, as my child has gotten older, he'll say things like, well, I'm, I get a toy every time I go see my dad. I'm like, well, sure. so we go to the store to Meyer or whatever to get groceries. He's like, well, can I get a toy? I'm like, no, that's not why we're here. We're here to get food, you know? Um, so it's hard to, to be that, be in that bad guy role. But so, so <laughs> sermons like these messages, like these lessons, like these reminders, like these are very helpful uh, from a parenting standpoint to understand that you're not, being a bad guy, you're doing what's necessary to not only shape your child for, I guess, success in life, but more importantly, like you said, to become a fully formed lover of God. Mm. You know, no one wants their kid to grow up and, you know, be a hoodlum. But more importantly, no more importantly than that, it's it's crucial to me that, oh, Al, you were worried Goodbye. about the connection. Goodbye, YouTube. YouTube. More importantly than that. It's, Welcome uh, back, YouTube. <laughs> sorry if you're sick. More importantly than that, uh, I want him to. This is the home of professional professional podcasting, right? I want him to know Jesus, and right. I it just warms my heart so much when he already randomly like will bring up things like that. I'm like, whew, I'm doing something right. Yeah. But those are during the good times, and during the times where I'm stressed and he's not listening, and I have to, you know layeth the smacketh down, um, that's harder. That's It's harder to feel like I'm representing Christ in my home during those times. I, so. I will say, I think in some ways it's harder today. <clears throat> Let me say it's more of a temptation today uh, to let go of some things, mm -hmm. to not be the bad guy, um, partly because of things like you just talked about. So many people are, are in that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, but largely, honestly, because parenting isn't Pinterest, it's not Instagram. And right. we spend so much time. You can't time, put a filter on your parenting. We do. We filter things on social media. So everybody's like, oh, wow, what a happy family. I'm like, but I was just there and they're miserable. You know, I was just dealing with this family and they're fighting all the time. And they, you know, it, the, the mother is overwrought. Well, you're overwrought, but you're putting out 50 pictures of perfection. Right. Well, nobody exists in perfection. Now, I'm not suggesting that we should all be posting the worst parts of our day. Right. You know, oh, the child threw up all over the place. The diaper right. exploded all over the bathroom when we're cleaning walls. You're you probably know. not going to post but, that. I, I'm not saying that you should. But, yeah, I really don't want to see that. But I think we all need to just take a step back, take right. a breath, reconnect with reality and the Wi-Fi if I keep you know, messing things up here. I read somewhere that... Uh, social media is just the highlight reel of people's lives. And it really is. You know, you're going to post is. your best stuff, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, and I think so. I've shared here before, I, you know, I used to make a highlight film for our football games when right. I was coaching. And, right. and we got, I mean, we had a game, I made a fantastic highlight. I mean, it was, it was hot. It was smoking. This was a great highlight reel for somebody with no tech savvy at all. 
Um, in a game that we got beat 61 to nothing. Right, but you can make it look real good. 61 to nothing. But if you take only the highlights, right. only the good parts, and you take even some of the bad parts and you just kind of edit it a little bit right. so it looks a little bit different. You put some, you know, some cool music, some banging POD behind it or something, and all of a sudden everyone looks wow, real tough. You know, you put put something in slow motion and all of a sudden, you know, wow, what a great play that was. But in reality, we played terrible and got smoked. Same thing happens so often in social media. And so as parents, we're like, oh my gosh, these people have only positive parenting. They never raise They're their voice. They're doing everything children. right. Right. Kids you are know, well behaved it, all the time. It's kind of like, you know, romance is not like a Hallmark movie. Right. Real relationships don't work that way. Uh, however, who wants to watch the, you know, now sometimes you get things like, I don't know, you were into This Is Us uh, when mm. that was rolling. I don't, is that even still Last on the air? I don't even know. And my understanding is it's trying to give a picture of real right. life. And, as know, far as so you know, get some of that. Yeah. I think that's probably as, as real of a depiction of yeah. a married life with children as I've seen on TV or a movie. Honestly, I still think that's one of my favorite things about the Waltons and Little House on the Prairie is they show the ups and downs, the good and the bad. The parents are not perfect. They're not. Uh, they're not innately bad. Right. They're not doofuses like Homer Simpson. They're not. My favorite thing about uh, Little House on the Prairie is Michael <clears throat> Landon. Well, and Michael <laughs> Landon is part of that because that, that's his. For cover. different reasons, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> he's also dead. Okay. But he's, uh, but, you know, that was something that he learned, you know, in his uh, TV career before coming to Little House on the Prairie. Right. And I just watched an episode, I think it's the second episode of The Rifleman with Chuck Connors, mm -hmm. where uh, Michael Landon is actually a bad guy. He's like 19 years old I don't and like he's that. a bad guy. Uh, but he, get, he gets turned around to mm -hmm. the right path. But do you know anyway. his son produces One Calls the Heart? I do, yes. Uh, and uh, one of the Deloise brothers is. is yes, too, so. Peter. Um, so anyway, as, as you look at that, one of the things that I always appreciated about Michael Landon as Charles Ingalls and, and really in some of the other roles, and even uh, with, uh, what, what was the one he did after Highway to Heaven? Mm. Not great theology, but really good show, uh, is showing that there is, I don't have to make everything super dramatic. I don't have to right. deconstruct everything in life. There are heroes and heroic things, but there aren't perfect people. And so Charles Ingalls was one of the best fathers I ever saw portrayed on television. Sometimes he lost his cool. Sometimes he got his, his back up and, and was too prideful. Sometimes, you know, he wrestled with God. And so there were, there were a lot of painful things that went through there. Uh, Reverend Alden, one of the best TV preachers that I've ever seen, TV pastors that I've ever seen, because he wrestled with his own struggles and actually cared about people. So for us as parents, you know, we need to recognize that we're not perfect. And if we're, if we're trying to hold ourselves to a social media standard, we will fail. And then we'll end up failing in reality, not just in our perception, but failing in our reality because we will sense that lack of, of control. You know, and, right. um, you know, we talked before about eating disorders and things like that. And when, when you don't feel control and you have to control something that that puts you in a very unhealthy situation where you start to um, you start to do things that don't make sense for you. They're not helpful for you. They're not healthy for you or for those who are around you. Right. And we do that as parents as well when we're struggling to try to live up to an image that is not realistic then we create a situation that's where our children suffer because right. we either spoil them mm -hmm. by not disciplining them again <clears throat> very i mean that's you know like a 
axiomatic in a divorce situation, particularly for the for the parent that that has the, the, the non-custodial situation. Because how right, can you, that, if right. I've got, you know, I've got six hours with the kid or, right. or whatever it is, or 48 hours or whatever, and I got to try to squeeze life into this, I don't want to spend my time yelling you know, spanking and right. yelling and correcting and all right. that kind of stuff. Uh, and because then that's the only memory they're going to have of me. Mm-hmm. And that that's hard. That's a tough situation. So it's really a no win. Divorce kind of presents, you know, sort of a no win situation. Anyway, we'll talk about that. I, I think I'm actually probably going to actually uh, have a, a a podcast and a sermon that, that focus on that. You know, when things go wrong, now now what? Lovely. So um, <laughs> because I've gotten several folks in the last couple of days here asking questions about it. Yeah. Like, okay. So what about this? Because yeah. this is a problem, and right. I hear what you're saying. That's not what we've lived. Now, right. what do I do? You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so uh, as we're working through this, the idea, you know, we, we're kind of looking at this building concept and, and wanting to keep things square and level, right? We want to keep keep things right according to a standard. And so, some of the questions that come up about discipline is, you know, how how do I separate my anger mm-hmm. from you know doing this right thing? Right. And just like we see in, in Hebrews 12, we want to follow the example of the Lord. And, and so we talked about Hebrews 12 as our primary text. I don't know how much time we've got left about here. But, um, as we looked at this as our primary text, not it's not specifically a parenting text, mm-hmm. but it's using parenting to illustrate how God deals with us. And so our discipline as parents is both a reflection and an illustration. It's, it, it's deriving from the character of God. Uh, so that God's character informs us, but then as we do it, we're we're learning about God's character, right. and, and that's kind of how God builds so many things. I would I would venture to say everything in creation, um, so that it it both it both reaps and feeds at the same time. <clears throat> so in, in Hebrews twelve, we looked at, at um, really this first it's twelve or thirteen verses. Uh, and our focus verse, our memory verse for the week was that no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. And, you know, every kid can recognize that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's if it doesn't, if you're if you're disciplined, if you're corrective discipline in particular, but even if you're even if you're uh, instructive, you're proactive discipline, they haven't done anything wrong. It's not the spanking, but it's the training kind of stuff. If there isn't some training that hurts a little bit then we're no pain, no then we're not actually doing it. right yeah if i if i try you know all of the you know i want to lose weight and get in shape so i take a magic pill that makes all the fat burn off and i don't i can eat all the same foods and i don't have to exercise it don't work right. and if it does there's a dark side to right. it as it ravages other parts of your body I'll probably be a commercial so, five years from now saying if you took this pill right exactly <laughs> so there, there are no shortcuts to real success right. and that's the same thing with with parental discipline it's the same thing for our own discipleship I can't grow without pain. Mm -hmm. So if God just makes my life a bowl of cherries and everything is great and, and, you know, we have the Ken and Barbie life, right? And everything is fantastic and, um, you know, healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's great, but I don't mature through that. I I end up with the same level of faith I started out with when everything goes well. It grows through the suffering. So, uh, and, and that's the point of the passage. As he's coming out of talking about all these Old Testament saints, who lived by faith, and we recognize them as these heroes of the faith, but they did not receive the promise. 
They were all commended for their faith. This is 11, 39 and 40. They were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. So they were waiting for Christ. And then he, he goes into chapter 12 talking about, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us. So this is the picture that, that we're getting as we get into the rest of this this uh, this section. So he, he puts our eyes on Christ to take a look at how he does it. And then in verse four, he says, in your struggle against sin, you've not resisted the point of shedding your blood. And I, I mentioned Sunday, you know, for a long time, I looked at this as struggling against persecution and, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth against the forces of the world. But we're really talking about the forces of the world in me, the world, the flesh, and the devil, the sin that so easily entangles that I have to throw off, that I have to discipline myself. And that's what, why this in this section, it reminds me a lot of Paul. We don't really know who wrote Hebrews, but you know, some say Paul, some say Apollos, some say others. And, and this particular section sounds a lot like Paul yeah. because there's this athletic uh, picture. He uses a lot of athletic and military uh, examples. And there's a discipline, there's a training through the suffering. And the suffering that nobody likes is what brings about the growth. That's the good part. So in your struggle against sin, you haven't resisted. Then you haven't resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Then he, he goes back and quotes uh, or, or paraphrases Proverbs. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. Don't lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines those he loves. He punishes everyone he accepts as a son. Verse 7, he continues... Endure hardship, and this is all suffering. This is, you know, I, I think I said some things that were misinterpreted a little bit on Sunday. Maybe I can clarify that. Endure hardship, whatever it is, as discipline. God is in allowing you to go through hardship and allowing you to go through struggles to have pain that he doesn't really particularly want you to have, right. but he sees the big picture. He sees beyond the pain so that this moment of pain mm -hmm. is not the end. Right. He is... He is addressing you as sons as he does this, right? So endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you're not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you're illegitimate children, not true sons. Moreover, we've all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of our spirits and live? Our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good that we may share in his holiness. This is the end. This is the goal of, of this discipline. And, and again, we're not talking about punishment. That, that's a separate idea. Everything bad that happens to your life is not God is smiting you. Right. But God is using it to shape you. It's all ordained to bring you to the foot of the cross, to bring you to repentance and faith. And then when you've come to repentance and faith, to shape you to be more like Christ. Right. So whether that's cancer, cancer is not some punishment. Right. You know, and then Jesus made that clear when they asked, well, who sinned, this man or, or his parents, that he was born blind? He said, neither one, but so that God's glory could be revealed. Right. And the same thing happens with us. So if I have cancer, that is a gift from God. Is it a terrible thing? Yeah. Who wants cancer? But it's not, I need to not think of it as punishment. I do need to understand it as discipline, that God is allowing me to go through this because there's something that he's doing in it to make me more like Christ. And we have a responsibility in our children's lives to do whatever is required to make them more like Christ. I, I try to, I, and every parent, I guess, has their own discipline style, but um, I 
some better than others. Yes. But I'm not opposed to, you know, swatting my child on the behind if he does something wrong. But I, I guess what I've always tried to do is explain. I don't do that as much now that my kids probably are Probably not. They're probably being frowned upon. You know, bigger um, than me. I try to tell them why I'm why that needs to happen. You know, you did this. I told you not to do that. There are consequences. This is the consequence for that action. And it kills me because he cries and he goes, it's going to hurt, mommy. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of the point. And, right. uh, and it kills me. And I tell him, I said, I hate doing this more than anything in the world. You know, I tell him that. And, you know, he's again, he's four. So it's not, right. it, I, I, I mean, my hope is that it just keeps sinking in little by little. Right. Um, there's there's not a, a right. one time right. here on the pow. Now right. we're, everything is magically right. there. We only got one minute. We have, to, we have to <laughs> do this. But you're introducing in the short term right. a, a lesser pain. Right. To keep him from a greater pain I'm, I'm later of, of not being on the right path. Right. So, you know, Alistair Begg at, at uh, Parkview Church or Parkside, Church, Parkside in uh, Cleveland area, uh, I, I kind of like the way they do it. We don't do it here, but like the sermon is Sunday morning mm -hmm. and then part two of the sermon is Sunday night. So, you yeah, know, you yeah, get yeah. more of it. And I, I kind of wish that we could do like an application time where we just walk cool. through this with, with interaction. Uh, half hour podcast, we're not going to get enough of that. Right. But. But if you do have more questions or anything, feel free to leave us a message on Facebook, YouTube, send us an email at somethingreal@reallifeonline.org, or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 269-756-RLCC or via the Anchor app. Because I feel like this, you know, especially when it's so applicable, these yeah. these sermons uh, to what people are going through probably right now in their lives, uh, there's always room for more discussion and more questions and everything. So if you guys have any of those, let us know. Get it in the mailbag. I'm, should I bring back the carrier pigeon idea? <laughs> you can do that too. Whatever works. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening, and we will be back next week.